Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Let's talk about, uh, about this vision to build positive minds, productive workplaces. Joining us now, Anita Sadasivan is the chief well-being officer of MindFi and making corporate wellness measurable and actionable while empowering employees with holistic strategies uh, to have better lives. Uh, good morning, Anita. Great to have you with us. Good morning, Glenn and Neil. Thank you so much for inviting me onto the show today. Uh, we're we're uh, always happy to have people that are trying to make us a little bit better than what we currently are because, boy, we need it. We, we do need it, Anita. <laughs> you, you, you. A little bit happier. That's my goal. <laughs> yes. uh, Anita, tell us about this this vision that you have. First of all, your your company, MindFi, is, is that what you do? Yeah, so MindFi is a B2B mental health and well-being solution. Okay. And we want to give you know, every company out there, the tools and the resources for the employees to have access to mental health support and just have knowledge and access to resources to help them with their well-being. Yeah, I mean, in all seriousness, we all know that mental health issues have accelerated, have been in the public domain very much so in the last year or so, particularly with COVID-19 and particularly in Singapore across all ages. I know you focus, Anita, particularly on preventative mental health. Maybe explain Mm -hmm. what that is and why it's so important. So preventive mental health is about giving people the knowledge so they can build healthy habits so that they don't end up with mental health issues like depression and anxiety, or maybe to catch them in the very early stages and do early intervention so that it never really escalates. But interestingly, while MindFi started out as a preventive mental health company, because of the pandemic, because of the general decline in mental health, we've been having a lot of requests to provide traditional mental health, uh, traditional therapy services. So actually, in the last year, we've been increasing our traditional therapy as well as our preventive mental health products. Just to follow up on that, so what what things were you seeing? You said during the COVID-19 you were seeing a lot of requests. What were the issues, concerns that were coming forward at that time? I think the two primary things I was seeing a lot were burnout and anxiety. Right. So we work with uh, corporate organizations, so both from individuals and from HR, HR personnel. We were seeing very high levels of burnout. That's been a key concern over the past year. And then from working with individuals, we've been um, having a lot of people come to us to talk about their anxiety. So we actually now run a a group therapy circle session on the app monthly just for anybody to join, to come in, to ask questions about anxiety, to seek support, to seek solutions for it. And I think just interestingly that burnout and anxiety are such buzzwords this year. These are words that you didn't really hear much about maybe two years ago. I think two years ago, a lot of people don't actually know what anxiety is or they don't know what burnout is. But now pretty much everybody talks about it. Everybody has experienced it or knows somebody who experiences it. I was just going to say so many of us have, have, you know, even though we maybe consider ourselves, you know, mentally stable, <laughs> whatever that means, my wife, <laughs> my wife would actually uh, perhaps have a, a disagreement with me on that. But, but even, you know, all of us have experienced some level of tension or stress uh, over this past year or year and a half. Uh, we are speaking uh, with Anita Sadasivan, excuse me, the chief well-being officer at MindFi. And MindFi, I, I put the website URL in our Facebook Live page. And mm-hmm. is, so is it, is it actually a, a, it's a, it's an app that you have or are you doing the coaching in person or how does it, how does it all work? 
So everything is centered around the app. In mm-hmm. the app, we have all the resources, videos, mindfulness practices, assessments, so you can do a lot of self-care journeys. But then we also provide the coaching through the app. So about twice a week, we have group circles on various topics. So I mentioned burnout, anxiety, but we also do things like um, LGBTQ circles or grief circles to focus on specialized communities. And um, even the one-to-one coaching takes place through the app. I think a lot of therapy has gone digital because of the pandemic. So we match users and therapists uh, on the app. So it's kind of the portal for everything to take place. Anita, what kind of analytics and what kind of insight do you get by using the app? Uh, is the, I assume there's a back-end sort of dashboard that you can you can look and see what's been going on with the app usage. Is that correct? Yeah, and even users, you can have uh, your own personal analytics. So we use a lot of scientific uh, psychometric questionnaires that can measure your anxiety, depression, your well-being in the different spheres of well-being, and we actually graph it for you so you can track it over time. And we let you know if perhaps are you at depression risk, do you have high or low levels of resilience? And based on your resor- results, we can actually recommend programs and solutions for you. So we try and customize it a little bit. And we are actually building an AI engine so that we can really give really customized, personalized um, programs for you. I think it's wonderful, Anita, that you've really you know, utilized digital technology in such a positive way. And I think your group sessions sound fantastic. I'm just wondering... What happens, theoretically, if it goes to that next level where you come across someone who really does need Mm. extra help? This person's in bad Mm -hmm. shape from from the issues you mentioned, anxiety, burnout, depression. This person's Mm -hmm. in bad shape. The app is no longer enough or the group sessions are no longer enough. She needs, he needs one-to-one or an intervention. Do you have something in place for that? Yes. So we do have one-to-one support. But for like the really bad cases, we are actually not equipped to manage uh, right. suicide cases, but we do have the hotline right there and our therapists are all uh, instructed to direct them to a suicide hotline if in case it is a situation that is uh, really needs to be escalated and is really very severe. And one of the, when you mention the word suicide there, of course, that makes people on edge and anxious because the broader issue about mental health, particularly in, in a country like Singapore, a face-saving culture, let's be honest, a lot of people are reluctant to speak up about it. A lot of people are often reluctant to even acknowledge it, particularly in a group mm, setting. Yeah. And when you say like group sessions, I know that some people go, oh, I don't want to share this in a group. You know, I don't want anybody else knowing. I want to use your app. How can you cater for that? Because I would have thought that your app would be a, an advantage because there's a privacy element to it, you know? I, I did not mention. So we actually have created an anonymous group session. So we do it in the Zoom webinar mode so people can ask all their questions while maintaining anonymity. But if they want to, so they can type it or if they, they want to speak up, they can do that as well. Because we sell to a lot of organizations, there's a possibility that your colleague might be in the group. And Singapore is a small country anyway, so we um, make everything anonymous. That, that's great. That yeah, is genuinely great, I, I have to that's, say. That's what you need too, right? Because yeah. people don't want to necessarily put all their stuff out in public, right? So in theory, the three of us yeah. could sign up at the same session <laughs> and not know that we're beside each other. <laughs> I'm actually going to know exactly, which Exactly, that's the whole point. I'm, I'm going to know which comments are Neil's. I, I have a sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'd know if it's Dan. We'd know if it was Dan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as, you look, as you look forward, uh, you know, we all want to be to a better 
a, a better place with our with our mental approach to to work and to uh, life itself. When you look at implementing uh, this across different companies, is there a yeah. is there a certain f- uh, recipe for success? The ones the companies that are using this that are really getting the benefit out of it, how are they using mm-hmm. the app differently from ones that maybe aren't getting as much benefit from it? Mm-hmm. Well, I think this comes down to company culture. And so if the leadership is quite vulnerable about talking about maybe their own mental health struggles, about how they their own well-being practice, then it trickles down. And um, another thing that's really helpful is to have well-being champions throughout the company. Maybe they're managers, maybe they're just people who are interested in well-being. So if it comes down from the top and you have champions throughout, you start to build a culture where it's okay to talk about well-being and it's it's something that you want to do together. Anita, I have to say, I think your app sounds fantastic. You've already cleared one obstacle, which is that social stigma. No one wants to speak up publicly. You have that anonymous element to it, which I think is a huge step forward, Glenn. Uh, this idea yeah. you can be in a group setting and not know who the other people are. I think that will re- nice to you. I think that will really encourage people mm. to come forward. Mm. Just one thing that occurred to me listening to that then, there's a personal thing in my family there's an issue this week where a friend of a family friend of the family really does need a bit of help intervention but Mm -hmm. we're actually sitting thinking right now how do we broach this subject because you don't want to impose to someone and Mm -hmm. say i think you need some help now i think you need some mental health guidance now what advice would you Mm -hmm. give to that someone might be listening thinking i've got a friend i've got a loved one i've got a relative they're clearly not in a great place how do yeah. I broach that subject without looking like I'm imposing? Well, you know, maybe sit down, have a chat, have a conversation, and maybe casually bring it up. Would, would it help if you had a professional to speak to? And if they actually said yes, then maybe, you know, volunteer to break down some of the barriers. Say that, hey, you'll do some research, you'll find some good ones. Maybe if you guys even pay for it and book a session for them, just getting the barriers out of the way really makes a difference. Fantastic. Wonderful. Great advice. And it and looks like a really useful uh, product in this time, especially. Anita, thank you for being with us. Anita Savasivan, the Chief Wellbeing Officer of MindFi. Appreciate your time today on Money. Thank you so much for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.